Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for those Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. I am your host, Danielle, and I'm excited to bring you today some really big changes that happened in Walt Disney World this past week that you will want to know if you are traveling there in 2024. So this is episode 145, Big Changes for 2024 in Walt Disney World. Happy Tuesday to you. Taking a little break from that resort series. I can't really say it's a break. I've only done two episodes. Um, But a lot of stuff happened on January 9th in Walt Disney World of 2024. And so I wanted to just make sure I address those on the podcast in case you don't get Disney news in other places. Because if you have been to Walt Disney World post-pandemic, these are huge changes. And even if you went pre-pandemic, there are some things that are a little bit different as far as the dining plan. So lay it out. Three big things happened as of January 9th. Number one is that park hopping times are any time of day. You don't have to wait until 2 p.m. Option number or change number two is that park pass reservations for the most part are no more. And option number three is the Disney dining plan is back and can be added to packages. So if you're in a really big hurry, there you go. That's the gist. You can do further research later if any of those pertain to you, but I'm going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into each of those three things, kind of explain them to you and how they may affect your upcoming trip. All right, so let's go through change number one about the park hopping for most people, most situations, this is great news. Prior to this, you could not park hop until 2 p.m. And let me back up in case you're a newbie. Park hopping basically means at Walt Disney World, you have two different types of tickets. You can have a base ticket where you just go to one of the four main theme parks each day. That's it. Or you can get a park hopper ticket that will allow you to go to as many of the four as you want. A lot of people might do two, one in the morning, take a break, do one in the evening. Or hey, if you're up for a challenge, you can try to do all four. Go ride a ride at each one and have a great time. So those are, that's what park hopping is. And like I said, prior to this, you could go to your first park, but you could not scan into that second part until 2 p.m. Well, that is no longer a thing. So if you want to go to Animal Kingdom and ride one ride and leave there and go to Magic Kingdom, at 9 a.m., great, good for you, do it. So here is the only downside I kind of see here. When the park hopping rule was in place, you kind of knew if you were at a park in the morning that no extra people so much were getting in until that 2 p.m. time. So a lot of times, you know, right at 1 or 12.30, you could maybe get on some rides, see a tiny bit of a lull. I don't really want to say that's a thing. But basically, you could do a little bit before you knew the park hopper people were coming in. Now, that's not really a thing. 
they can park hop at any time of day. Um, but this just really gives the guest a lot more flexibility. You're not stuck in one park until, you know, two, and you can just come and go as you please. And so I know I am super excited to take advantage of this on my next trip and kind of hop around and do lots of different things. This is also awesome if you're staying really, really close to one of the parks and you want to just, you know, pop in to grab a meal or a snack or something like that and then go about your day in another theme park. So park hopping, tis no more with time restrictions. All right. Change number two is the Park Pass Reservation System. Um, This one got a really bad rap for the most part. And if you haven't been post-pandemic, what this is, is that you had to make a reservation for the park you were going to start in each day. Now, if you have a base ticket, you're only going to one anyway. But if you had a park hopper ticket, you had to pick the one to start at. And then after 2 p.m., you could go to the other three if you wanted. The issue with these are just on not a ton, but on extremely busy days, um, there could be a sellout for the park that you wanted to go to. And so you had to kind of try to work around that or get a park hopper ticket and go later. But this just gave Disney the ability to kind of plan for capacity for people coming to the parks, how many cast members did they need. And I can definitely see the necessity for this in kind of COVID times. But this is no more. And so what this really means is there's just a lot more spontaneity, I feel like, available for your vacation to some degree. So if you want to just wake up in the morning and go out to the bus stop and the first bus that comes, that's where you go. All right, great. That's not how I tend to vacation (laughs) because I want to rope drop, be there first thing, have stuff planned out. You also have to think about dining. If you have a regular ticket where you can't park hop and you have a dining reservation at Magic Kingdom, you're going to Magic Kingdom that day or else you're not eating at that restaurant. Because if I have a regular ticket and I scan into Animal Kingdom, I don't get to go to Magic Kingdom. I've already scanned in to my park for the day. I'd have to have a park hopper ticket. But it is nice if you have that park hopper or if you don't have a ton of set in stone reservations and you really just want to kind of go with the flow, which I feel like is a very anti-Disney thing right now. So I'm excited this is coming back. So there can be a little bit more spontaneity for the people that like to vacation that way. So what we're seeing with both of those is just less restrictions on kind of the front end, on the planning end for your vacation with which I think is great. All right. And then the third change that came into effect on January 9th was dining plan options are back. Now, there are a few things you want to know about this, and you can go back and listen to my earlier episode, Is the Disney Dining Plan Worth It? I kind of do a deeper dive into what you get, cost, how you could maximize your, you know, effectiveness of using the plan if you so choose. But I'm just going to lay out kind of the basics here. So Disney dining plans were able to be purchased and added to packages before January 9th. They just weren't able to be used until after travel dates on January 9th. So if you're going anytime in 2024 now, once you're listening to this, you can absolutely add the Disney dining plan, one of the two options to your vacation package. But that's kind of the key thing there. You at least have to have a package where you are staying at a Disney hotel. 
and you at least have two days or more of park tickets. That's what kind of constitutes a package at Disney. And so as long as you have a package, room and hotel through them, you are eligible to add on this plan. Now, one thing to note about the Disney dining plan, and I'll talk about the two of them in just a second, it's an all or nothing scenario. So if you decide to add it, and pay for it, you are adding it to everybody on your reservation for every night that you have that hotel stay booked. So you can't just get the dining plan for two out of your four days, or you can't just get it for mom and dad and not the kids. So that's just something to consider. A big benefit of the dining plan is not really so much like sticking it to the man and coming out on top, you know, saving a whole bunch of money. It's more so just for that kind of ease going into your vacation. You've already paid for most of your food up front. So you don't have that, you know, sticker shock maybe after your vacation of food cost. And you can really just go in, not have to pull out, you know, your card all the time, that sort of thing. Um, So it is really nice just to put that all-inclusive feel into your vacation. But really quickly, you've got two options. The first one is just the Disney dining plan. This one is going to get you a table service credit. So a sit down restaurant, a quick service credit. That's kind of more of your fast food, a snack credit and a resort refillable mug for everyone in your party. And they'll get one of those credits for each night of your stay. So that kind of sounds like one sit down meal, one quick service meal, one snack, and then I got my resort refillable mug for each day. A few things to consider with this. Some of the fancier restaurants require two table service credits. So maybe you skip eating at a sit-down restaurant on Monday night so that on Tuesday night you can go to Cinderella's Royal Table or something like that. Um, So that's just something you want to be aware of. And if you're a client of mine, I've got a whole document that'll let you know what are your one credit table service, two credit table service, so you can kind of plan out your meals and how you're going to use those credits beforehand. And I would definitely say if you decide to purchase that Disney dining plan, you need to do a little legwork. You want to make sure you're making some reservations um, because it is a little harder just to walk up to these table service restaurants and use up your dining credits. And the last thing you want to do is leave your vacation with unused credits. So that's the Disney dining plan. The second option is the quick service dining plan. And instead of getting that sit down table service credit, you're just going to get another quick service credit. So everyone in your party for every night will get two quick service credits, a snack credit, and that resort refillable mug. And so again, you'll just want to be aware of the restaurants that accept these dining plan credits. Most of them do within the parks and Disney Springs and at your resorts. But just being informed is definitely what you want to know going into it. Nice thing, you can add the Disney dining plan as soon as you book your package, or you can add it right up until that final payment. Or even if you decide after the fact last minute you want it, you can probably call in or have your agent call in and get that added for you. But just know that option is back. It's out there. I feel like it's a little bit more simplified than it was pre-pandemic. So I think that's nice. And hopefully this will be something that will be able to serve a lot of people that are looking for that in their vacation. 
All right, my friends. So like I said, lots of big changes that came this past week. I think all of them are for the good and hopefully we'll just add some ease to the Disney World vacation process in general. But if you want more information about any of these, if you're interested in that dining document I talked about, please reach out because I would love to help you book your trip. And if you've booked it in less than 30 days, you can even transfer that over to me and I'll be able to help you send you all these documents and make sure you are good to go with planning your upcoming trip. So check out the information in the show notes for where you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and email me as well. And as always, I thank you so very much for listening and hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye. 